0: you're back with another video for you today. So this is part three of a four-part series of me having a conversation with Gali from HyperChange. In my last two videos, we talked strictly about Tesla's, Tesla's future, and what is HyperChange, what industry is going to go into HyperChange mode, genomics as well. If you haven't watch those, it's going to be in the top right corner. In this video, we're going to talk about WeWork, what went wrong with WeWork, was it maybe misunderstood, was Adam Newman actually a pretty good CEO? So we talk about that. We're also talking about Coinbase and where that would lead into the future. So if you're interested in that, stay tuned. In the next part, we're going to talk about Square, why Gali did not invest. Maybe he will invest right now after we've had this conversation. We're also going to talk about NFTs, digital arts, the virtual world, etc. So if you're interested in that, maybe consider hitting that subscribe button and if you like these videos, leave an early thumbs up as it really helps me outgrow the channel and get my videos out there. So without further ado, enjoy this interview. I want to I want to talk about something that has um, I also found on your channel. I watched the WeWork documentary from uh, Hulu 2 weeks ago. Ooh,
1: I need to see that. All right. It's that.
0: it's pretty it's pretty good. Um, so I saw I saw your video as well a couple of months ago, I think. Um you talk about WeWork in 2019
1: that was. Oh yeah. When the so, drama was happening, I made some videos about it. Yes. So
0: I want to know your thoughts on WeWork now moving forward, because they're going public now at a valuation of, I think, $9 billion compared to the $46, 47 billion dollars when they were at their peak of whatever that was. So, because when you made a video, you were pretty neutral, let's say, compared to the broader market out there.
1: Yeah. I Yeah. And honestly, I haven't looked into it that much recently, so I don't want to, I could be totally wrong, but. My kind of take on WeWork is, and it's a broader theme in tech, is like they got overcapitalized. Like they came in, everybody hates Adam Newman, but his job as a CEO is to tell the vision and raise a ton of money to go do it. He was actually really good at that. And you have somebody like Mayashi Sun who comes in and says, like, we're going to value at 60 billion. We're going to give you this. We want you to spend like crazy. And then all of a sudden, you're growing way faster than you should be in the locations that aren't as smart because you're being forced by your investors to grow. And so then it's like, well, who is running the company? Just these investors who want an ungodly return on their capital, which regardless of how big the market is, or is it like a strategic move by the startup? And so at some point, I think we work because they were of their own success, gets lost in the sauce, takes the big money, forces the growth. E- ego of the CEO is too big because he can do no wrong, and then they always make it look like it's like this big failure and this criminal thing. where it's like, dude, nine out of ten startups fail. Like, so I and I think WeWork's product was great. Like, I had a WeWork office. I still think the future of work shouldn't be like these big rigid offices. Like, the concept and vision of it is super dope, especially I mean, now. Yeah, especially now, honestly. And it's like, so I think we, you know, I don't know. But then it's just all about execution. Like that sort of business is, is if, I don't know, they just need a really good leader. I don't know who the leader is right now. But, so I probably wouldn't invest in it, but. Okay. Makes sense. I think they expect to be
0: profitable by by next year, I think already. So know, it's a pretty big U-turn that they managed to, to do. Um, which, I don't know, it, the, the story was was crazy when they released their, their, like the filings and then you saw the structure of the company. You had all, oh, we work the company, with this, with that, this owns this type, this is this, this comes from there. Like the guy basically bought property, made WeWork pay for it via rent and then licensed the name yeah. back to them. I was
1: like, What the heck is this? So people think that's bad, but like, what if the company didn't have enough money to buy that property and it was going to go on sale in a week and someone else was going to buy it and they needed it. And Adam Newman was like, well, I can call up my bank and put up my own WeWork shares as collateral to buy this and front it until we can afford it. That's Mm -hmm. actually ends up being a super homie move done by the CEO. I don't know if that was what happened there, but that's when you like actually think this through and you're in the, it's just a very different situation than like, painting this with the brush or, like, it's Theranos, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I actually, like, I want to, I don't know, you got to hate on the startups, which deserve the hate, but it's also, like, I want to normalize more, like, accepting the failures as successes and being, like, okay, like, if even if this company didn't succeed, like they pushed the boundary on what work was, they changed the way we thought about this. Like now there's a gazillion copycats, and if I want to work in a city and rent an office, I can, and that's a doper future. And we worked to help pioneer it, so they did change the world, even though the, the equity went to zero. And so, I just think we need to look at it more kind of like that. No, for sure. I think
0: well, when you look at this from an outside perspective, I think we work was a success and is still a success because without them, I don't think. Those other companies that are copying WeWork would have been created right now, or other people, or so many people would have used remote work the way they've been using maybe obviously before the pandemic. So, in the grand scheme of things, it's a success. Was it maybe too like flying too close to the sun? Most most likely, which which brings me to something that is also flying very close to the sun: um, cryptos today. Today Coinbase went, went public via direct listing. Um, I don't know if you've been following what's been happening today with Coinbase, but, uh, opened, I think at 3, 381 then went to 420, 420 or 410 and crashed back to 3, 321 or something like that. So
1: do you have a take on, on Coinbase, the ID company? I think it's a really dope company. I mean, I have all my Bitcoin and Coinbase, and I've been a customer for like seven years, and I love it. I think it's awesome. Um, it's kind of like a basic, boring infrastructure play on crypto. Like, I think there's, um, I think it's dope. Really great company, and they're killing it. And I think honestly, the market. I don't think the valuation's crazy. I think the market's on point. This should have a ridiculous valuation. You know, they're number one in this in this crypto. in the on-ramp to the crypto universe. And so, yeah, I'm a big fan of Coinbase. I think they have really good management too. Right.
0: So I'm also on Coinbase. I have my cryptos on Coinbase, but I think as an investment, I don't think it's that that great because if you look, most of their revenues is basically when there's a bull market, they'll make tons of money. When there's a bear market, they're probably not make that much money. And you can actually see that when the the crypto market crashed, they made way less revenues than when Bitcoin was at 10,000, 20,000, now 60,000. So I think obviously right now, perfect timing for them. Bitcoin hitting all time highs each and every day. They are obviously getting the hype, FOMO, whatever. So on that point, great, but then. I asked the question, would you not rather own the crypto and not Coinbase?
1: Um, I, I I made a tweet like five years ago. I was trying to look for it. And because Coinbase was at, raised at like a billion, it hit a mm-hmm. billion dollars. And I made this tweet like this is what I want to buy in crypto, Coinbase equity, because I think it was a levered play, but now it doesn't feel like a levered play if you're getting in at like 150 billion, mm-hmm. like it just and I think um, the pace of innovation of Coinbase has been really slow. Like, it's really good at buying and holding Bitcoin, but that's what it's always been really good at. And they haven't successfully expanded into new stuff. Like, I invested in this company called Rainbow Wallet, which is a wallet for Ethereum. It's kind of like Coinbase for weird stuff on ETH. But, like, that's super exciting because they're making that DeFi world possible and accessible and building the on-ramp to all this crazy unlimited potential of what gets built on ETH. And so, to me, and in this really cool, like, mobile-first, like, Snapchat meets Robinhood, like, fun way... um, I just, I think everyone should check it out. But like, to me, like that was the exciting business, like that's the thing that Coinbase should have built and that Coinbase didn't build. And I think that's a hundred billion in market cap. They're going to lose because they didn't do that. And so I've been seeing them kind of, I don't want to say play it safe, but maybe play it safe, but they're killing it that. Yeah, no, they, they are killing it. But then again,
0: like you said, other companies could probably copy it and are copying it, their business model, for example, let's say Binance pretty big in the crypto world. But Coinbase, let's say, what if we're moving like with the stock market and with stocks to zero commission stock trading? If Coinbase goes zero commission crypto trading, their revenues goes almost all the way down <laughs> down, down, to zero because, well, obviously that's their, I think 85% of their revenue comes from, from fees, from buying, selling, uh, and sending out crypto. So
1: I was like, yeah, maybe... To be honest, I don't think commission-free trading should be a thing, though. It's like, nothing's free. Like, Robinhood isn't free. They just execute your order at a shitty price and don't make you pay the capital up front. Like, that's not free. So I actually love that Coinbase just charges me a fee. Like, that makes me so happy as a customer. It's like, oh, I'm buying 15 Gs of Bitcoin or whatever, or not 15 Gs, but whatever. You know, and they charge me 150 bucks. Like I and they show, like, this mm-hmm. is the fee we're taking because we're, we're giving you Bitcoin. Like... It's like I'm paying for a service. They're transparent about the terms. That's actually to me way ahead. That's where all these commission-free things are going to be in five years, once people wise up to how it's a scam.
0: Yeah, because I've seen I've seen your your video with because uh, you invested in public, right?
1: Um, I didn't invest in or... them. I'm an advisor to them. Advisor,
0: okay. Because they they are also free commission uh, like commission-free trading, but there is a there's a spin to it because they're not selling your orders like Robinhood.
1: Yeah. And that's what they're going to have to figure out is how do they make money now?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, makes, um, makes sense. Yeah.
1: I I mean, I think investors who are, like, euphoric about that space in some ways are right because these companies are capturing millions of accounts of the future of the world. And, like, if those accounts grow and they own them, that'll be huge. But they're not building a good business model around it. They don't have, there is no business model around it. It's just free. Yeah. And yeah. So we'll see how that
0: goes. (laughs) Okay.
1: No, because I was thinking like, I wouldn't mind
0: public or or maybe even cash, I don't know, to tell me, look, if you want to trade for free, since we're we're not willing to sell your, your trades anymore, are you willing to pay like a subscription each and every month? So that's how they make money. And you can still trade commission free, let's say. You pay, yeah, say.
1: although the recurring thing, then it becomes this psychological game of I've already spent money for the ability to trade, so I might as well trade. And then you're incentivizing yeah. people to trade and sell stuff when they shouldn't. They should just touch it and never lo- lose it. That's why I think Robinhood is borderline like really messed up psychologically because they make you pay a monthly fee for margin. So now mm-hmm. that's that same thought process, but not I should just trade my stock. It's I should take a loan. I don't need to buy a stock because I'm already paying for the right to take that loan. That is such a messed up psychology um, that I think is like, right. It's like, you're guilting all these people who've never taken on debt into taking a huge debt that they don't even understand. Like, so I think that in, yeah.
0: Now with, with Robin, there are so many stories I read, like it's pretty screwed up. What's what's like, they're gamifying this whole thing way too hard. And then people suddenly, oh shit, I'm in debt half a million dollars. What should I do? Like. How did it come to this point? Like, it makes no sense.
1: Right? And like, for all the people here who got rich on Robinhood, like, all the people I know in real life who are on Robinhood are just losing money. They're like, oh yeah, I got sucked into GameStop and put it in Robinhood. And now it's like, you know, at the peak. And I'm like, great, dude. Like, you didn't do any homework or research. Like, honestly, you deserve to lose all your money. (laughs) Like, you know, like this whole game of like, we do no research on and buy the hot SPAC. Like, so pumped for that to just come crashing down. (laughs) yeah the tiktok investors <laughs> yeah the tiktok investors like you know what maybe an entire company shouldn't be boiled down into a 15 second video because it's a little more nuanced than that maybe it can parts of it can but
0: yeah no so i I want to like before i jump into something else because i want to talk about square but before i do that um like the whole this whole new generation of young investors let's say um People think it's not going to change the market because retail investors are super small or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But all those new players, those young players are on social media. They're, they're exposing themselves to like millions of people. And I think like the way we're moving forward or people will get super educated because, well, they have channels like us, let's say, plugging ourselves here for a shout out. Or people will just think, oh, the market only goes up. Let me buy some GameStop. Let me buy some Nikola. Let me buy this, this, and that, and I'll be a millionaire in a month or two. Like, where do you see this going with people that now get exposed to all of this information and then like having access to apps like Cash App, Venmo, whatever, and can invest for for basically nothing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have a really crazy theory about where this is all headed that i really believe that I don't know. Everyone thinks I'm crazy, which is that there's already a massive amount of inflation occurring. So. The, rea- the reality is we think the prices are going up and everyone's making money. But the second we start transferring that back into the real world, the pricing power won't be the same. And like, I just think there's going to be runaway inflation. Oh, sorry. Um, oops, should have, should have caused Elon back. Yeah, dude, it must <laughs> be important. Bro. I'm surprised he's not hitting me up on <laughs> my Neuralink. Um, uh, uh, what was I saying though about... Um, okay, runaway inflation. So... I think what's going to happen is our the government, the US government's like kind of the leader for all central banks and fiat governments, and we're getting this spiral of like printing a bunch of money and just continually printing more and more money, just at accelerating pace. I just look at that as the share count of outstanding dollars is increasing just at an accelerating pace. And at some point, much faster than the value. So that's gonna cause inflation. And even though the CPI or official inflation, like everybody's ignoring it, it's like try to buy anything, a coffee, food, any collectible, any stock, any real estate, it's all soaring, going up. And so I think that's gonna start to be this theory and I could get to a runaway point where it like accelerates. And then it's like, yeah, the, the dollar is seriously inflating everything. You have to store value in like, that's kind of the shit hit the fan moment, I guess, where mm-hmm. people realize like their paper wealth isn't actually worth anything. Um, but I don't know. That's kind of a dark thing. Like the doom and gloom people are always wrong. The market yeah. always does go up in the long run. So like, yeah. maybe Robinhood's smart by just letting everybody lever up. Let's just lever up. Bro. Why? Why not? It only goes up. But... <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe. But yeah, for long term for long term investors, it's fine. For short term investors, which are usually those tiktokers robin hood traders not so not so well
1: yeah definitely